Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Our guest is Andy Capron, partner and co-CIO at Regent Atlantic Capital. Andy, I'll make the case that what happened last week in the U.K. has changed a lot with central banks uh, and that even though the Fed you know, wants to, to target inflation and will have the staying power to do so, uh, it's getting pretty close anyway to getting up to what some people might think is the terminal rate. If they go 75 and 50 or 50 and 50, you're up over 4%. Uh, and that what happened in the U.K. last week uh, is so significant that maybe some pause will come into the picture. Uh, tell me I'm wrong. Well, I, I don't think you're wrong. I think what happened in the U.K. last week was all about uh, policy on the fiscal side, potentially becoming significantly looser at a time when the main battle is still was is still with inflation. Markets responding in kind and then the central bank stepping in and doing one of its core jobs, which is ensuring market functioning um not necessarily stability but but at least ensuring that uh the, that the plumbing of the financial system the the major insurance companies the major pensions are able to to keep the lights on are able to keep uh to keep operating so that was a really important signal that it's not just inflation there are other concerns and a central bank of a major economy needs to be concerned with market functioning you say take the Fed and other central banks at their word too. When it comes to the investing picture, what happens next though? Is a lot of the bad news already priced in or could we see some some deeper downturns when we start to get uh, earnings season underway? Sure. So if, if, if you take the central banks at their word, they've been very unambiguous that they will continue to tighten the screws, make monetary policy more and more challenging until they see some combination of uh, a rate of inflation that is getting much closer to its 2% target, as well as some wobbliness in the economy, something to indicate that we really risk um, the full employment side of the of the Fed's dual mandate. Um, I don't think we're there on either point yet. Um, last month's inflation print was uh, was devastatingly bad. But what did happen last month that, that was uh, actually encouraging, it was a Goldilocks scenario, was that we had a really good growth in the number of Americans employed at the same time as the unemployment rate rose. Uh, so that was exactly what the Fed wants to see, people reentering the labor force after the pandemic, getting uh, labor force participation back to normal. If we see something like that again on Friday, that would be that would really be a very bullish sign. When I talk the China story, we will not have trade this week for the Golden Week Festival, but we're looking ahead to the Party Congress, whether or not things change on the policy side there. And you do see further reopening and growth for China's economy. With all the regulatory headwinds, though, how do you view investing in the ADRs at the moment? Sure. I think uh, China's been a, a tough place to invest for offshore investors for the past year and a half um, between a, a tightening of regulatory screws over the course of the past year and a half on top of this risk of ADR delisting, um, which for a very long time until very recently was the primary liquidity pool for uh, for China's 
biggest tech companies. Um, I think it's it's happening relatively quietly. It's happening with not a great degree of certainty yet, um, but we're starting to see more progress, more straight talk on dealing with regulators. Um, a team of American regulators are currently in Hong Kong examining books of uh, companies that have not previously been able to um, to 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 do that kind of a of an open look into into their accounting standards. That's a really encouraging first step. I think a more interesting story is China's domestic A share market, which is very under uh, underrepresented in most global uh, investors' portfolios because it's not a yeah. very large component of MSCI's indices. But Andy, you'll remember the long Korea discount, uh, and we're just reminded of that today with the missile fired by North Korea. Is China getting into a a situation where there's going to be a China discount that, because of policy and because of common prosperity and uh, all these signs that we see that they're pulling back from market capitalism, uh, that there would be a discount? In other words, you know, don't go there. So I I, I think what all governments understand is that it's in their best interest to create a well-functioning economy. It's in their best interest to create a wealthy population, and that requires being part of the of, of the global order. Um, if, if, if what I see in China is what's likely to happen is they're trying to avoid the middle income trap that so many other economies fell into as they as they approach GDPs of about ten to fifteen thousand uh, dollars per per capita. Um, the best and really only way to avoid that is to continue to become an integral part of uh, the world economy. A lot of the impact of what's happening in this part of the world as well, where Brian and I are, is about the strength of the dollar. Uh, we're talking about how much further that uh, continues, but whether or not as well you do see another Asian financial crisis, is that sort of a concern? Um, it, it is to a limited extent. Um, looking looking at China's economy in particular, one of the ways that uh, a lot of personal savings get do- gets done is through real estate rather than through financial instruments. Um, so starting to see an unraveling of some of that financial system, uh, less confidence in investing in real estate, um, a lot more hurdles to, to doing that going forward could, could have knock-on effects. Um, I think it's less likely to be like a 1997 Asian financial crisis, more likely to be like what happened in Japan where there was just a period of, of low growth as the banks had to work off some bad debt. So we got the earnings season coming up, and uh, we've seen like CarMax, if you don't pre-announce, uh, you know, you, you get absolutely slaughtered. I'm not sure that we've seen that many pre-announcements to make me think, that this is going going to be a negative earnings season. Um, is the U.S. economy strong enough that we will actually endure this this next season? So it, th- this is super important. And as you look at companies that have announced over the course of the past few weeks, the, the ones that are outside of the regular earnings season, they've generally done a very good job of passing on higher costs to consumers. Where you see exceptions are largely based on execution more so than than broader macroeconomic trends. I realize FedEx can be seen as a bellwether, um, but also it, uh, it materially underperformed in terms of uh, just its core business relative to DHL or, or UPS. So this will be the thing to watch in the, in the current earnings cycle is are companies succeeding in maintaining their margins against very high inflation? To date, they've done a pretty good job of that. Uh, the other thing to watch is how how is the strong dollar impacting the strength of multinationals? Um, yeah. We've not yeah. seen a dollar surge this much in such a short period in a long time. 
that's mm. going to lead to problems in currency translation. Andy, a pleasure. Thanks for joining us. Andy Kepperin is partner and co-CIO at Region Atlantic Capital on the line from New York for us here on Daybreak Asia. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.